the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, children. Uh, welcome to another episode of Snacks Packs. This episode is brought to you by the sexual tension between the roof of my mouth and my 12-gauge shotgun. Um, I uh, So, I put out... I like that, that video idea you sent me, which we're not going to tell you guys oh, about, because, yeah. I mean, it's not really yeah. a big secret, but... Uh, I was going to do that today, but I had to do, yeah, I had to do, I had to do notes and then I had some work stuff I had to do. So I'll do it tomorrow. I'll send it to you before I post it. Um, Uh, okay. And let you. For our, uh, uh, new format that we've now established, we will put, we're going to discuss Barry at some point soon and we'll put when to skip to in the description. In the description. Yeah. I like that idea way better because it gives people easier. They can look at it and be like, okay, I just need to go from here to here and not get any spoilers. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Which is nice because I personally, I don't give a shit about spoilers, dude. I do. I do do not care about spoilers. Horribly important to me. Like I'm still going to have a good time. Ooh, uh, movie recommendation for you it's called i see you it's on netflix i think that's the name of it let me double check Do you see that other movie that you're uh not which one the series that you were what, what did you just watch i forgot vice principles no no the uh, movies where i told you that there's another one that's kind of a sequel kind of a oh no, no no i haven't yeah you're talking about uh endless or something like that yeah, yeah yeah um uh, I see you is on Netflix, and it is looks pretty solid. So it, it, during the first time you recommended a horror movie to me with over a fifty percent, yeah, no. year. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the first the so the initial parts of the movie, like the ending, is what really ties it all together. Obviously, I'm not going to tell you about it, but like the initial parts of the movie, you're like, okay, this is like you're like, uh, okay, this is weird, but like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, what is going on? And then the ending happens, and you're like, holy shit, okay, all of that happening makes sense now. Uh, it's got a good okay. twist. It's got a really good twist. You'll probably probably be able to, like, kind of... Uh, pick up on it. Kind of pick up on it, yeah, because it's like... I don't know. I, I don't want to say too much and give it away, but I, I recommend it. It's a really good movie. Um, like I said, the ending, I was like, this, this is a good movie as I'm watching, and the ending happened, and I was like, this is a really well-written and fucking bitchin' movie. Uh, I don't think i watched any movies since we talked hold on one sec reagan's gonna crunch up this bag of chips yeah the loudest the bag here. of fucking chips i've ever yeah, heard all right yeah, you're gonna want to go ahead and clamp that down yeah. there too you should yeah. crumble it more all right secured yeah <laughs> need a little bit more crumbling <laughs> yeah, thank you asmr for eating doritos yeah uh did i already talk about evil dead rise because i went and saw that in theaters i don't think so right oh i actually meant to ask you about it because we had talked about you changing when you were going to see it so right. yeah yeah no, so i did it. Talk about it um it good it was okay um I expected better because I a lot of people shit on the 2013 Evil Dead remake, but I really liked it. Uh, it's kind of one of my comfort movies. I really enjoyed it. I thought they did a good job, and it was like a very good mixture of like gore and violence and spookiness, but not like shitty dialogue. And the worst part about Evil Dead Rise was the dialogue. Um, 
it was super just like campy. And I was talking to somebody in stream about this where they were like, well, and they were like, well, Evil Dead, you know, the one in the 80s and stuff like that. It's kind of known for being campy. And I was like, I get that. I, I respect that. I There's know. a difference. When yeah, they're so trying so my thing is you can write a movie and you can have campy scenes of like, you know, just ridiculous gore and stuff like that and campy dialogue. And that's a campy movie. But when you take horror, like realistic horror, and I say realistic a little loosely, but like realistic gore and like extreme horror, and you mix it with like campy dialogue, that's not a campy movie. That's just bad dialogue. It's a bad movie. movie. It's a yeah, bad yeah, movie. yeah. It has to match. Yeah, yeah it has to I match. Agree. You can't have one or the other. And like the only. It's the, like how the Coen brothers are always like the most realistic violence because yeah. it works the best uh-huh. with their dialogue. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. And, like, there was, like, one campy, like, violence or gore part where the demon lady uh, bit out some guy's eyeball and spit it at some kid. A spoiler! It, yeah, it'd be, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> Never. And, and lodged into another guy's throat and he died. And I was like, okay, like that. That's and, not. And that one that's... scene, that one scene was the only thing really like that in the movie. So I was just like, that was fucking stupid compared to, like, people swallowing glass and stuff like that that you're yeah, telling me. Yeah. Like, that's... I don't understand. Okay, yeah, just knock all that shit over. Go ahead. Um, uh, so, I don't know. I just... I just... It was okay. I, I... You know, I didn't hate it, but it could have been a lot better. Um, could have been a whole uh, lot better. That's kind of how I a little bit feel about the latest episode of Barry. Yeah? I... I mean, to me, it's, it's one of the few times in the whole show where... It, I think its format of being aired weekly suffers for an episode like that. Cause yeah. that, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like, that feels like it should have been right in the middle of yeah. an episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I guess like chopped off on both sides. Yeah. I, uh, I understand that it wasn't my favorite by all means. I think one of the reasons it was, it was just kind of boring. Um, it was, it was really boring, but it was like, you know, uh, uh, my my take on it is not everything in that their lives are going to be this fucking exciting. You can't be twisting your nipples every episode. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, like, there were some aspects of it that were very telling of the life Barry's living. Um, and it's still hard to see. See, I Do you think he's in witness protection or do you think he's oh, on no, the run? Oh, no, not at all. He's on the run. He, you 100%. think he's on the run? So you don't think the packages that, that he keeps getting is from the Witness Protection Agency? Like No. No, no because I think I think uh, his budget is very tight, and that's why he talked to him about the comforter like that, and yeah. that makes me think it's not Witness Protection. The fact that I don't think Witness Protection would let him keep a child in a room forever, you know what I mean? Like I think they would have him be a little more like, in society because having a kid like completely hidden away is in its own way like way more suspicious yeah i i don't well see i don't see it like that i see it as like i see it as uh they live in this super rural fucking what state do you think it is i think it's wyoming i think it's like new mexico or something uh now southwest yeah yeah. I, Um, I, i talked about that too yeah Definitely, that's what, I mean, that's the vibe I got was New Mexico. It might be a little too much greenery for New Mexico. There's no trees, obviously, but um, I, I thought it was, like, somewhere in New Mexico because uh, it just gives me that vibe. Uh, but my idea... I, yeah. My idea was that they were just in a super rural community. Like, that kid goes out and has friends and stuff, but, like, 
It's, Kinda. It's just like those people out there. They're in the middle of fucking nowhere. I mean, part of me and thought he, they were part of like a witness protection community or something like that, where fucking every every other person is part of it. But I don't know. I have no clue. I don't think that kid is supposed to be friends with the other people. I think like he has. You know, at the beginning they have that argument about Call of Duty with yeah. the parent. Yeah, and um, like so you know his dad seems to know or barry seems to know that he's interacting with that boy sometimes yeah. but the later the kid was like oh when maybe next time your dad's asleep come do this yeah and, and i'm like why is barry teaching him like this quasi half-assed religious bullshit yeah where, i was like, thinking the same thing he's not he doesn't know anything barry, barry like isn't smart he's not an intelligent guy he, he doesn't know shit about shit yeah, yeah. and like his dude, his whole thing about like uh, he, watching the what what famous figures aren't cool on yeah, YouTube, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was like, holy shit! I also thought it was really funny that for Gandhi, he picked um, what was Gandhi? What did he say Gandhi did? Oh, he, oh, he wanted Gandhi wanted medicine for himself. I was like, what about when Gandhi slept naked? Yeah, with, kids? with the kids. I was like, yeah, that would be a that, great one to go. Off I don't know. Of. Maybe he didn't want to <laughs> r- fucking pop that one out of left field on his that's kid. True. I, I get that, but like, uh, yeah, that's. And then the kid went to play baseball, and he fucking shows him a bunch of videos about people getting slammed. I was like, like, what the fuck are you doing? What? Mauled yeah. by baseballs or whatever, like getting hit in the face and shit. And like, it, his, he's like, I don't want to get killed by a baseball, um, but. I don't know. There were some do you, dude. Do you think that's even um, Sally's kid? Because uh, Sally hates that child. Yeah, like, I don't know. And what we know about Sally as a person, she could just hate her ch- a child. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can see her well, doing the exact same thing her mom did to her. You know, yeah. treating her like shit. I but I see it she's as acting like she doesn't. Well, I even. see it as like Sally resents that kid because she's for some reason decided to run off with barry don't know why you're upset at your life and you chose it um but i get it you know barry is a murderer and you were scared for your life i understand that i totally totally respect it but also like you i see it as she resents that kid because she's like i'm in this life i don't want and i had this kid and now i'm kind of just fucking stuck here i mean there's a reason she's drinking all the time and stealing money from work and all that shit and the whole weird scene with a guy, choking yeah. off oh my god I I she was trying like, to kill him like i'm almost certain she was trying to kill him i i was like I, I like i a little bit felt bad for that guy he was yeah. terrible yeah he but he sucked. was like he was generically middle of nowhere small town terrible. white trash terrible he, yeah yeah, yeah. He, you know he wasn't even like a horrible no, person uh-uh. as far as we saw not choke worthy no uh-uh. and he's and you know He's like, I want you to suck my dick. Bold thing to say, my friend. Very bold but thing to say. But she walks away and then traces her hand on his shoulder, and I'd be like, oh, shit. Okay. No, like, yeah, right? Yeah. So he goes in there. Makes sense that he would. And what that turned into, I'm like, what is she doing? What does she want right I don't know. now? I, I think so weird. I think she's just fucking, I think she's just like. It's like ex- secretly the most insane in the whole show. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like Barry's a murderer, but at least he knows like he's a murderer and what he's about. Um, but I think he's fucking Kusino coming back, maybe dude, just, so just to make a fucking movie, dude, like you, Oh my God. like how can yeah. you, how can you like try to redeem yourself so much and still be just a fucking shit? 
Like and him saying that he was presumed or not him, but them saying that he was presumed dead makes me think he shot his son. What and then disappeared? I don't know because it's eight years. It's uh, allegedly eight years. He can't if he shot his son and and is legally liable for it. They can't have a newspaper story about him and he's just there. You know what well, I mean? Like he's gonna get arrested. No, I can't. I don't think, which also leads me to believe his son's not dead because if I don't think he is, if if, yeah. if he shot his son and his son chose not to press charges against him, then I mean, what what can they do? He's on his property. A simple bit of gunfire, yeah, just, exchanging yeah. between family, a little. That's yeah, all. And that's all it is. Exactly, <laughs> just a little bit of gunfire. This isn't a matter of for the state. Yeah, okay? stay out of our business. Disagreement. Yeah, stay out of our business. Um. But I think the episode was also telling of like one that Barry's kind of going soft because when someone knocked on the door, he went to go grab the gun. There's like a hole in the drywall behind a painting and he goes to grab that gun that's in that hole in the drywall. And Sally's like, it's in the other painting, which leads me to believe that Barry has gone kind of soft because OG Barry, you know, trained killer Barry would not forget where his firearm is at all at all. He would never forget that. Um, I mean, going soft means that it worked. That yeah. his his hiding worked. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Which was, I was because I was kind of confused about that because them both going into the bathroom, I was like, this feels like an established procedure. Yeah. But him not knowing where the gun is makes me think that they haven't done it in a really long time. They I, they either haven't done it in a really long time or they haven't done it at all. Like they because they haven't had a reason to. But it also shows. That one, he's gone a little soft because he forgot where his firearm is. It fucking shit happens. But also, he is still about that action because he stands outside for fucking like nine hours, just standing there waiting for something to happen. Oh, yeah, hard. I I, I, goddamn. I I was like, is he hard or is he low? Yeah, yeah, absolutely crazy. Yeah, that was. I was like, did he even experience time passing? That was wrong. Nothing nothing (laughs) draws attention to you like standing in your front yard with a fucking gun in your hand for nine hours. (laughs) I also, well, I mean, you know, I can't remember what time they said it was. It was was, late, but but yeah, yeah. It was like between 12 or 2. I don't know why I have either of those numbers, but and then till sunrise still insane but i love how they film there because it looks like he doesn't have a car and or there's anything. nothing around yeah them. yeah that they're just living on a flat plane uh, uh, in the uh, middle of nowhere dude, yeah a house that was dropped into the middle of fucking nowhere and like that's i was confused about the two i was like where's the other families live like where are the other houses around yeah like, i was like do they own a car yeah what the fuck yeah they i mean the way they film it is just so fucking really good, good. really good uh but yeah i think kusuno I guess yeah probably didn't get in trouble didn't kill his son i think that's fair he probably ran off felt horrible about it yeah and was definitely. maybe even scared about barry too yeah. um he, he, i just like i i couldn't for the life of me figure out where this is going no me neither i have no idea. i don't think i don't think um janet's dad gives a fuck about kusuno no i because Kusuno disappearing means he didn't testify in court. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. I mean, I, mean, I guess they probably wouldn't do any court thing because Barry's they, gone. Barry's yeah, or I mean, or fucking Kusuno testified in court and Barry got put in Witsec, and it's been eight years since that happened. And they're talking about making a biopic about gonna, Barry's life, yeah. and he shows back up to be a part of it. Um, because I can't I imagine. No, I really do. I really, I yeah, he is like just a shit fucking person. He is the, not him good. fucking that 
when he went and told the fucking uh, Washington reporter, Times yeah, reporter, oh my god, he made it dude, like a whole so fucking, mad. he made it like a, a whole play. theatrical thing, yeah, dude, it, yeah, no, that was mad annoying, especially after Janet's father was like, don't tell anyone anything until you know he's put away. Barry's, yeah, yeah. Uh, Although to be fair, I don't really think they could have ever actually imprisoned Barry. Uh, not really. Barry needed to be, uh, I don't know, put in a bunker two hundred yeah, feet underground. They are not. They need. They, they need the fucking El Chapo Supermax shit to fucking yeah, actually no hold shit. Barry and, down. And like, and then in the very end of the episode, him being like, "I have to kill." Kusin out. I'm like, yeah. which makes me also think that maybe he's not in Witsec. Like, why? Yes. Why would he want to kill Kusin if he, if if the testimony, the trial happened and everything, and it was, you know, I mean, if it didn't happen, why does he want to even kill Kusin? Yeah, exactly. I don't really true. get it. I don't get it. Either. I don't really. I was confused by that too. Um, but I just I can't wait. I was really bummed that we didn't get any updates on Fuchs. We didn't get any updates on the Nothing. other guy. Yeah, uh, no, I was just like, Hank or, or Noho Hank. Yeah. yeah, I was like, damn, man. So I'm very excited to see where the world goes. But I am glad that they confirmed it's a real time skip. Yeah, we are eight, yeah, years, we are in eight years in the future. Yeah, which is crazy. Also, what? usually. I'll watch the credits because at the end of all the credits, there's always like next week on whatever and on Barry and it'll show it. I never watched the, those. This one, the one for the next episode of Barry is just a disassembled gun on a bed, a picture of it. Yes. That's it. I was like, dude, fuck man. What kind of gun? Like a handgun? Uh, it was the gun he used when oh, he okay. went outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I was... I love that his hidey hole was like a very roughly punched yeah, a hole punch in the wall. Hole in the wall where like, he just what? stashed a gun. I'm like, you couldn't like put a safe in there or anything I was like, like you couldn't have a box yeah jesus christ i thought the same they don't thing. own anything they don't own shit no. I, I thought it was funny that the fucking son hides his hides his Baseball glove behind, behind the only box in the whole house yeah. you know there's and nowhere else to put it and like they get all of their shit from like amazon um but also yeah. fucking uh, oh and then barry like intentionally left his like war medals and stuff like that in a box on the on the yard and he starts telling his son i think he just wants to seem like i think he just wants to seem like not a bad guy like he wants he wants in his he wants someone to believe that he is a good like you know he hasn't committed heinous acts um i can't remember that one guy that he served with that was an agent or maybe a police no he's fbi i think remember that guy yeah yeah, yeah. Like, figures out what barry does yeah yeah he just like leaves right barry doesn't kill that dude i don't know did he kill him that guy because i remember he finds barry like burying a body and he was like i'm out but you need to stop or something like that i don't think barry killed i don't him. think he did either um i bet that guy regrets that yeah hard. oh yeah uh barry's lost and then that that story uh barely f- no that's not it um that the the in that episode he talks about he has like a flashback of when his buddy got shot overseas oh and he goes into that dude's house and kills him and yeah him. but he tells his he kid tells his that, kid yeah he's like no uh, yeah. you know i'm there to protect the boys i'm not there to kill anybody um the dude, dude I, I have no no grasp of where this show's headed i love it i just love it yeah me it's, neither i hope so i hope hater it's doing shit that I've never seen done in a show before, like a, a legitimate time skip like this, yeah. being like integral to the plot and everything, and you know, killing off people. They even trick you into thinking like can't be killed off, like Crystal Ball. I'm uh-huh. just like, I was, yeah, fuck. Crystal Ball dying really fucking 
um, really got me. I was like, damn, that's fucking, that is tough. That is super tough. Yep. Hank's broken bad. Yeah, but no, dude, fucking Hank's in his villain era, I told you. Yeah, he is. I, I told uh, you. Uh, yeah. Do we have... I, I mean, don't really have any I don't, else as updates. Uh, not really. I'm trying, not really. I'm trying to think if I had anything else go on um, besides... I'm trying to, uh, dude, I, why can't I think of it? I can't remember anything about what I did this week. Or like last week. No. Um, it, it's weird now because we play uh, video games together. together. Yeah. So, so we are caught up reasonably yeah. on each other's lives. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, if you don't know, we play video games together on Twitch now. We play zombie survival games. So pretty much just Project Zomboid. Yeah, just Project Zomboid. I played, dude. I played that game for hours. Hours. Now. So fun. It's so fun. It's so addicting. fucking fun. It's I wake up thinking about it. I have dreams about it. Yeah, it's- dude. I had a I had my ketamine treatment on Friday, and uh, I was like having visions of driving around in Project Zomboid. I was like, "Fuck, man! I should have brought my goddamn laptop." When I went to the range on Saturday, and I was like loading my bags and everything, I was like, I could see the loading. Yeah, the- <laughs> putting my guns in the bag and then loading them into the trunk. It's so funny, dude. Yeah, it is. It is quite quite addicting. Quite I had addicting. to. Uh, there's an alley behind my yard that I put pulled my car into because I I'm terrified to load my guns in front of anybody. I don't yeah. want to walk down the street with two long guns. Yeah, that's fair. In bags, I need. The thing is, I I want like an instrument case, but my Mosin and my M16 are huge. Yeah. They're so long. I need something that actually fucking fit them. I don't know. Like Get a, a cello case, dude. That's not a terrible idea. That might. I mean, <laughs> instruments are pretty expensive too. So, like, I guess it's better than someone seeing you hauling around guns. But like, yeah, it is. Someone's yeah. like, that dude's got a fucking I mean, super expensive. The thing is, fencing an expensive cello is hard. Yeah. But fencing a gun, like, you want to buy this M sixteen? Yeah, done. easy, easy. <laughs> done. That's fair. You, you make <laughs> literally selling M sixteen in the street. Mm-hmm. You make a, val- a very, very valid point. Yeah, that's a good thinking. I'll have to look in at maybe a cello. The thing is. A lot of those cases are goddamn expensive. Yeah, they're super expensive. Yeah, it's I mean, really expensive. I can't. I I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, do you want the security of um, the security of nobody seeing you load guns into your car, but you also have to spend a bunch of money on a cello case? How much are cello case for sale? I'm looking up how long a cello a cello's. God damn, six hundred dollars. Jesus. Cello case with wheels. Okay, there's some of these. Back of a cello is 30 inches. It's pretty close. A Mosin's 48 inches from end to end. So I wonder if you could. I bet you could. You need to get like a base. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no shit, dude. Um, and then that's gonna be so it's such a pain to fit in my car uh, that's that's a long fucking gun that is a yeah i mean they made them for russian (laughs) farmers you know they wanted something the closest to a rake as possible bro the uh, i keep getting um i keep getting clips of all quiet on the western front or eastern front what is that movie movie. what really it was lame as fuck really what makes you say that I dude, you know me. You know how I am about yeah, war movies. I've true. seen them all. I love all. I love war movies hard. Yeah, same. That movie, that movie not only blew the point of 
of the movie where it's supposed to be like war is dog shit and we it's pointless because they 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 change the story of all is quiet they have a made up some bullshit the the circumstances in which he spoiler dies because that's the whole point of the book okay. it's 100 years old eat my ass uh spoilers like the circumstances in which he died totally changed the point of the book so you know okay fine ignore all that i want sick gunfire dog shit the effects really? suck ass Net- dude netflix sucks ass at, at war movies that's fair. i hate their effects they're very cheap they're it's always cgi they do as little practical effects as possible there it's i know it's not so important but like you can do it right if you don't use blanks. Because yeah. Blanks present a lot of challenges. Yeah. You could accidentally shoot people. Apparently, that. Yeah. Can um. But there was I. I remember so distinctly. He's like, like crawling through the mud with with a, a gun that I can tell is too light. Which is something like once you catch an eye for it, it's really distracting. You're like he's swinging that rifle around like quite a bit. Pounds. Yeah. Yeah. But he's so he's crawling with his rifle. It's clearly too light. And then he shoots it. The gun doesn't move in the slightest. They mes- they just do a shitty muzzle flash, and he cycles it. And I'm like, it just it just looks ass. It just looks wrong. You know, there's not every shot in Saving Private Ryan is blanks, but I can't tell you which ones aren't because that movie fucking aced it, and yeah. they look badass. Yeah, I, that's one of my biggest things, too, when it came to, uh, like, movies with any kind of... Any kind of uh, gunfighting is like when I don't see any visible recoil, I'm like, what? I'm very distracted. You're just, especially yeah. when it's a notorious, like World War One, dude, they're firing. Every man in World War One carried a rifle that they could kill another man yeah. with a mile away. Uh-huh. Like huge, yeah. huge rifles. And, but they're like, you know, holding it with one hand. Yeah, it doesn't fire and nothing at all. I'm like, yeah. I, like I, and I'm usually not a it fucking. Really brought me out of it. I'm usually not a stickler for stuff like that. I'm not like, like I'll, I'll point it out. I'm like, okay, so we just don't have any recoil. Got it. But I'm not. It's not gonna ruin the movie for me. But I'm like, I. It's still when shit like that happens, it it, it really, really, I really gets me. We were watching. Um, what was it? Uh, not. Ethan Fielder's oh the rehearsal we were watching the rehearsal and there's this part where he takes this guy out uh shotgun shooting like to shoot clays yeah and they fire a shot I tell Reagan right away I'm like they're shooting blanks and and then Nathan Fielder goes I loaded blanks so that we both- <laughs> I was like oh, oh look at yeah kid me <laughs> can tell right off the rip that's pretty so, but that's I mean funny, though. you can make a movie that doesn't use the blanks or whatever that still looks good like yeah. oh um the raid that indonesian movie i think it is the raid the raid and the Ra- raid 2 are so good yeah they're indonesian they're obscenely badass movies they don't have the budget to use real blanks at all but it doesn't look shitty they use guns and it looks cool it's oh, it, you know damn okay this dude if that... you haven't seen the raid you gotta that movie's a movie makes John Wick look slow as fuck. The Raid oh Rede- is one of the movies, The Raid Redemption? So that was the second movie where okay. they literally doubled the budget and doubled the length of the movie, and it's badass all the way through. That's it's crazy. They, Damn. Because The Raid was like a runaway hit for being super low budget, so The Raid 2 got a lot of international attention, and they could really make it a movie. And they're great. They're really great. Damn. Um, I guess the, to, dudes, I've seen it. I've seen the it. Dudes in The Raid are in John Wick. Oh, really? Three in john wick three no when they're he's fighting i think it's john wick three when he's like 
basically fighting his way through this building up bosses, basically. There's these two dudes that he fights that, like, take his hand to, like, stand him up, and yeah. then they fight him. Yeah. Those guys are stars in the raid. Oh, I didn't know that. But that That's was a sick. huge deal for them. They were Indonesian, like, kind of no-names who were, like, in a fucking major Hollywood John Wick movie, and I think a big part of that is Keanu has a lot of respect for people who do their own stunts and shit. Yeah, and he, I like, see that. He put those guys on. Because that movie's all real karate. Yeah. Because they're shooting, but that movie's about karate. Oh, it's, yeah. And it's the most brutal karate I've ever seen. It's awesome. It's uh, so awesome. I've seen the 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 like the picture of it for on like where, uh, streaming services, but I was like, it looks like shit. Yeah, I was like, this looks corny as fuck. I'm not gonna watch it. It looks so really corny. I, guess I gotta it's watch not. it now. Um, You've seen Dread, right? Dread. I think so. Yeah, that sounds Carl really Urban. Familiar. Hold on, let me I look mean, it up. To me, because there were, I think they were also made the same. Dread was 2012, and I think the raid was 2011. Yeah, they were made really close to each other. Um, both almost the same length. Both like no plot. Here we're just here to fight. That's the end of the movie. Perfect movies. They were both nice. like that. And I was like, this is a god golden tier. And then John Wick came out, and like it kind of kept that trend going. It was it was a big tier for action. Movies I like, like I I like I'm like also how do you what do you how do you feel about people doing their own stunt stunts like what is it dude I mean look. Tom Cruise is cool. Okay, yeah. I don't care. I don't care that he stood on the thing and he loves Xenu. All right, his, he's cool his as fuck. Movie, his his stunts and movie stuff is cool as fuck. I will. He's yeah. cool as fuck. Yeah. The, the thing is, you know, I think there are actors that do it right. Like you know, Jackie Chan movies simply wouldn't exist if yeah. Jackie Chan didn't make them. That is true. But then you get like. I don't know. I, can't, I actually, there was a, a recent example of it, but a lot of the Marvel new names, like people that some rando that they pick up for a Marvel movie, yeah, um, they will uh, be really insistent because on doing their own stunts and they suck at it. They yeah. slow the movie down. It's dangerous, it, and it really could fuck the whole movie up. Yeah, but I mean, people like. Tom Cruise, like yeah. Tom Cruise is a goddamn professional. Uh-huh. I trust him a hundred percent. You know, if anyone's fucking the movie up, it's not Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like Jackie Chan, like the guys who have experience yeah. doing it. I think it's cool. I think my because the only reason I asked was because I because Danny Trejo had a thing about it too, <laughs> where he's like, he's like the reason I do I don't do my own stunts is because there's stunt people have a job for a reason, and he was like, I don't want to get hurt and shut a movie down for you know a couple months exactly. and people are out of a job. I get that. I think Danny Trejo's been an actor the entire time he was old, so that's you true. Know, yeah, <laughs> that's very true. I think uh, I think someone straight into coming into their first movie should not be doing their own stunts because they don't have the like you can have karate experience and stuff like that or like mixed martial arts experience but like there's a there's a certain like i don't know fucking je ne sais quoi you gotta use for it to look good in movies like you can't just kick somebody and And do that so cool about the raid is everybody who made that movie was a real karate dude so the choreography is unbelievable dude it's so cool and it doesn't have nearly as much of the like the background guys who just swing their shit around yeah, while they wait yeah, yeah. to get in the fight, you know? Yeah. Everyone's fighting in that movie. It's crazy. And it looks awesome. That's pretty um, sick. But yeah, I, I can't recommend that movie enough. Have, you guess, gotta Yeah, it I guess I'm gonna have to watch that now, because like I said, I saw the oh. the thumbnail for it, and I was like, this looks like shit. But, uh... It really does. I don't even remember how I ended up actually watching it, because it looks so shit. But, yeah, it doesn't oh, look great. I've been saying karate, because uh, I don't... I mean, you know, 
for fighting each other with hands. Yeah. Uh, it's actually Nkak Silat. It's an Indonesian martial art specific to the region. So oh, really? they, they're they're experts in it, and it's awesome to watch. Dude, hell yeah. Yeah, that uh, movie. Dude, that's the kind of movie when I'm done, I'm like, I'm punching the air. I feel so high. So feel fucking absolutely amped, dude. Amped. I'm like, I want to punch through a little high right now. Oh. Um. Also, I have a. I, I got a. I just. I don't know why I just remembered, but I got to text the scarification guy and make sure I have my appointment confirmed to get my face cut open this weekend. What are you doing to your face? Well, you know how I got the white line tattooed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. doing that. Um, scene. Do what? You're weird as hell, boy. What? You're weird <laughs> I just, my whole thing about it, too, is like, I like the way the tattoo looks, you know, it's very subtle, but I'm also like, um, if I'm going to do it, I, I'm going to do it all the way. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it all the way just so, like, if someone fucking says something, I like I get the white line tattooed, and they're like, "Oh yeah, but you didn't really, really yeah, cut yeah, your face." And I'm okay. like, "All right, sure, uh, yeah, I, I'm doing it for the clout, obviously, doing it for the clout, sure. and because facial scars are badass, dude." And I don't think True. I'm gonna get into a sword fight anytime soon where I can get a real one without possibly losing my eye. So, um, yeah, the thing is. Every cool movie face scar, like that dude, almost went almost, blind. Yeah, almost you know? went blind. <laughs> like, yeah, and I like he, he missed it by like a quarter. Yeah, inch. and I like my face. I like my eyesight way too much to even play with that. So um, no, that is yeah. my 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 only big fan of sight. yeah big uh, fan our, of our sight. Opinion of the week. Yeah, big sight fan is of cool. sight. My my <laughs> biggest concern though is like I have that this weekend, and I think the weekend after that I have a show. So I'm gonna ask him like, is it all right if I get like sweaty? Because like gonna, oh, it would be terrible. Yeah, it's gonna to be an open wound. So usually though, you just not moving at yeah, all. Yeah, just, just kind of jumping a little bit. Usually yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. uh on stage, the first five songs is when I'm the most sweaty, and then throughout the remainder of the night, I'm not that sweaty because I'm behind the DJ booth and not really like you know losing my fucking mind because everyone else is on stage and they get to do their thing. So I think it'll be fine. I just got to make sure to clean it thoroughly afterwards. Insane. Good luck cutting open your face. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. I'll make a video on it. My only concern is like I like how small the slit on my eyebrow is and so i'm hoping i can keep it that size instead of him having to cut off more through the eyebrow i won't yeah. be upset if it's a little bit bigger but i would like to keep it at around that uh sometimes size. i want to just do the most obscene body mod like one yeah just one, one weird because all i ever tattoos i'm not that weird but like something to just like blow people like get some dermal implants yeah, and everyone's like Oh, fuck. I've seen because uh, uh, like horn pubs, you I, yeah, know? dude, like the the silicone implants or get the dermals so you can just yeah. screw on horns. Um, I'm like, I'm not crazy about piercings. Like, I have piercings, obviously, but like, I'm more of a tattoo person. I like tattoos, you know, over anything else. And like, I've seen people do some crazy, like, scar- like body modifications. But I'm just, I don't know. I I want. I got my tongue split. I want the facial scar. I like scarification. I don't know how much I do it, though. I think the only other thing... One look I really like is, like, the claw marks on the side of the head going to around the forehead because it, like, cuts into your hair and just looks super badass. Or a little lip scar. 
But if you cut your nose off, I'm no, not gonna yeah, talk to I, you. I, dude, it seems like I'm done. I You're see people weird. I, I see people who do that, and I'm like, why the fuck? I was like, You've that looks like a sinus infection nightmare all the time, yeah. and just like your nose like would a, be running. A cigarette box from the yeah, Europe. yeah, <laughs> and like, but I, I like I like body modifications. But the only things I could see myself doing is getting the facial scar. I want my ears pointed. Um, I could see myself getting my tongue split a little bit further, even though where it's already split now, I get a little tongue tied, but, uh, and then having like a mortuary scar done, which would be sick. And that's about it. Um, uh, a full, I just remembered also, uh, honor among thieves the D movies on streaming now oh is it really you guys want to go check it out nice uh, or if you want to steal it i yeah. want to see renfield the new nicholas cage dracula movie i've heard kind of mid things about uh, it yeah, i, I, I love Nicolas cage i don't get tired yeah, of same, him so same exactly uh, i i really need to, i want to see john wick 4 yeah me too oh what what cracks me up about john wick 2 is like uh i love keanu reeves you know same as everyone else, but he his run is so funny to me because he's getting, getting he's getting old, so he kind of runs. Run is like an old horse, yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, 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 a horse who has been through the shit. So like yeah. he runs like old an old man, world. yeah. He runs yeah. like an old man, so he'll get done just like whooping, beating the shit out of like six dudes, and then just like jog off in his old man run and i'm like damn i like, know john wick or keanu reeves could kick tom cruise's ass but yeah tom cruise could run way, way faster yeah, way faster right? way we know faster. he's really good at running hell yeah to, dude. Like, i would keanu. like it once in my lifetime to be able to talk to keanu reeves just once that would be that would be uh yeah uh, an insane accomplishment just once because like dude We've had a lot of people pass away, but like, like you know, the world was devastated when Betty White passed away. But when Keanu Reeves passes away, uh, that is seeing if he is not a vampire and can't live forever or we whatever. We still haven't confirmed. Yeah, yeah haven't confirmed. Yeah. But, dude, that's going to be like a, a global tragedy. Uh, I'm dying. Uh, I, uh, the only other two that would like, or few, there's a few that would really hit me, but I was thinking about this recently. It was Danny DeVito. Yeah. Danny DeVito dying would like really upset me. Uh, yeah. And um, Jack Black. Jack I Black. I see that. Cry. Yeah. I feel like Jack Black and Danny DeVito are too universal. Um, yeah. Universal. Someone's loved. like, oh, I can't stand Danny DeVito. Oh, Who yeah. Shut up, bitch. Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> um, I've never, I've never, I've never really been. I've never really like a celebrity death. Really, never took me. Yeah, it, yeah, Mac Miller. Uh, never took, never took a toll on me. Like I don't know. I did very weird about death. There's really only a handful of deaths in my life that I've been like, oh, that's that's not good. Things are bad now. Dude, but I was with Wade when MF Doom's death got oh, announced. Yeah. Cry. Oh, Cry. dude. Yeah, a fucking icon. I, I, I'm not making fun of him at all. Like I love MF no, Doom. Yeah. I. I I wouldn't cry like that. Uh, and also him, ha- like, knowing when we learned about MF Doom dying, he had died, like, on Halloween, but didn't announce it until the day before New... Or, like, New Year's Eve is when he announced it. Damn. Or yeah, someone announced estate it. estate. I, like, I, I was like, well, this is the most beautiful MF Doom bullshit yeah. I've ever seen. In <laughs> so I was like, I wasn't as sad. That's Mac fair. dying, I was, like, sad. That's sad. tough. Yeah, I think... Mac uh, dying. I think most people, most people were, were who were into Mac Miller were that way when Mac Miller died. Because also you can be into a celebrity and like they die and you're like, oh that sucks. But you know, 
life goes on. But like, I think yeah. everyone who was into Mac Miller felt that way when he died. I don't know. There's not really like Keanu Reeves, Danny DeVito, obviously. I think like one of my, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to describe it or, or phrase this. Not uncommon. I think, uh, I'm, you know, Conan O'Brien's one of my favorite comedians. Um, so I think him dying probably wouldn't like super upset me, but I'd be pretty sad about it. Cause I really like him. He's, I don't know. He's a, he's a very physical comedy person too. Um, which I am not. It's one of the reasons I like Chris Farley a lot too. And I'm just like, I see that and I'm like, I wish I could do that and like yeah. come up with stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I can't. Uh, on the uh, on the flip side of that, why does no one that everyone fucking hates ever die, dude? I want I want the Rupert Murdoch death. I want the fucking dude. Donald Trump. I want I mean, honestly Donald Trump dying. I don't even think anyone would care. We'd just be like, oh, thank God that's over. Yeah, there you would know? be a sect of people oh, who would, I, I would like to see it when he passes away. I would like but to like, see how the super mega supporters like yeah the the I memes. But I mean, at the same time, I don't care. Yeah, but like yeah. Rupert Murdoch or or fucking um. Like Mitch McConnell dying, I'll be calling oh my, my friends. Oh my god, up, dude! Yeah, bro. we'll have I'm a like, party. You hear the news, and they're like, Mitch McConnell we'll, died. Yeah, like, we'll Mitch have McConnell. a fucking party when Mitch McConnell dies. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but yeah, because nobody who nobody who is evil dies early. It just Dick doesn't Cheney happen. Is still alive, it, you yeah. know. It, it's been so long that the kids won't celebrate Dick Cheney dying because they don't know shit about Dick yeah, Cheney. Yeah, you know. It's been that that's long true. since he was like on the front, like front page of villainy. You know, maybe that's why they stay alive so long because they're like, I just gotta out, I gotta bypass my reputation that my I legacy. had. Yeah, and so when I die, Literally. when I die, nobody really like all the people who liked me will remember me and like think I, you know. Was doing that's literally things. what Henry Kissinger did. That yeah. is exactly how. <laughs> I'll live your legacy. hundred percent. His whole thing. That dude's still not dead. He is ninety nine. Jesus and, you know, Christ! But Henry Kissinger is like you know horrible. He he fucking made Vietnam longer. He almost started nuclear wars. Like just terrible. Ninety nine uh, years old, my guy. Well, how are you? The people. The like the guy because he worked for like Nixon. Yeah. The guy who leaked Nixon's papers uh is just announced that he has cancer and he is like ninety seven. And I'm like, oh my god, everyone from the Nixon thing is still Dude, alive. Yeah. That's uh <laughs> that's what happened. They sold their they sold their fucking soul for longer uh longer lifespan. But I, I couldn't I wouldn't really even want to do that either. I'm like, you mean I got to be a decrepit 99-year-old? I'm good. I like... Dude, our 99 is going to be like 70-year-olds That's true. now. That's very true. It's not going to be as bad. I, I really think that we will live to 120. I, I'm a well, firm believer that we will live far longer than any other generation. Like, the I The first generation to live longer than, than the generation before us. Knowing what I know and how I've treated my body, if I was... Like I think I could live to 120. I think we have people who could live to 120 alive right now. Like yeah, 100 year olds will live 20 more At years minimum. And I am 90 years from 120. Science is gonna be crazy yeah, by then. That's true. It's gonna be bananas. Um, I'm just I'm banking on rapid advancements of modern medicine because I have not treated my body great. So <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm really You're like actually it. I really. Yeah, I really need that to happen. Um, but another thing is, like, I don't, again, don't want to be a decrepit, like, super old person, man. I, like, I, I hate stay the, healthy then, bro. I hate the thought of getting older. Pull up every day. I, I, my, 
my thing is I want to be able to do a pull up for as long as humanly possible. That's fair. I want to be the old man who be like, look what I can do. Yeah. Pull up at Dude. 80, yeah. you know, and everyone's like, I've never, I've never until recently been able to do a pull up. I was always too fat. Um, and then I, you know, lost weight or whatever. And, and doing the first pull up, dude, is the most incredible. Yeah, it's crazy. I because I used to go to the gym. And, it's like learning to fly. Yeah. That was just something you could never do. Uh-huh. You know, it was like oh, in so elementary school gym when we had to take like the fitness test or whatever. Everybody would go up and do pull ups. Yeah, same. I'd be like, I just hang in there, and be like, all right, I'm done. I did it. Couldn't do it. Can't do Sorry. it. Yeah, but learning to do a pull up is a. Um, is a is a is quite the achievement or being a not learning yeah. but being able to i also think it's yeah. crazy that at one point in time i weighed less than you did like a couple years it's ago pretty crazy which is fucking insane you weighed less than 145 no we were this was like this was years and years ago oh. because oh yeah we were talking yeah, you, I was trying to gain as much uh-huh, weight as I could and you were like 160 yeah. or something like that and i was like I was like just yeah, that was a bit. I was like 156 yeah. was the highest I ever got. Yeah. Dude, I, that was, I haven't gained that. I lost all that weight as soon as COVID started, and I can't, cannot have it back. I, 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 will, wish, I wish I had that problem because I lost all that weight, which I've been decent about keeping it off. But then I got my tongue split, so I couldn't stick to my diet. And so that just kind of snowballed into me eating wherever the fuck I wanted and not going to the gym. And I, I yeah. I did kind of like me where I like I'm really good at keeping something going, but if I slip, yeah, if I'm I, in. Dude, if I hit a road I'm, bump, I'm done. I'm yeah, yeah. I, it's so hard to get back into that's it. Why, that's why I've never believed. Even if I think they're still gross, I still wouldn't try a cigarette. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I love it. Again. Yeah, I, can get I mean, I, I, dude, a hundred percent. Because I only smoke cigarettes when I'm on the road, and like there are times where I'll come back from being on the road. And a couple days after, I'm like, smoke a cigarette. And I'm like, I got to no, I got to get myself back oh. out of it. Yeah. Um, got to get myself back out of it. Because, like, even after the diet thing, after I slipped off the diet, I tried to do, like, keto again. And I was like, this fucking sucks. This is the worst. And yeah. then, like, a month or two ago, I weighed myself. And I was like, 202. And I was like, oh, don't want to be in the 200s again. So now I've been watching what I eat. And I think I, I, think I got down, down to, like, 180, like 175. I feel like the way you treat yourself would be better suited for intermittent fasting. That's I, feel I like mean that's, right that's basically what I do. That's uh, kind of what I was. Yeah, yeah, I pretty much do, and that's one of the reasons I'm able to like I'll have a snack here and there throughout the day, but like I I permit myself enough calories that will let me lose weight, like one pound a week or one pound every other week. And also be able to eat ice cream after dinner. Support. That's my no, that's, that's my thing right there. I was like, I have really to be able is. to eat ice cream. Um, I fucking love it. I wrote on the uh, so I was thinking of trying to remember as like who goes first, and then I was like, oh, I'm sure that I went first last week. Yeah, and so I went and listened to it. Incorrect. Uh, yeah, I did not go first, and I was like, man, I wonder how many times we've got that wrong. I was like, I, I feel like I've always felt like we were pretty good about because usually if we're having that issue, we're like, who goes first? We'll look at the episode in the podcast and be like, oh, this is what we did. I don't know. I even I, remembered what we covered, and I was like, yep, I went, and then he went. I'm no, almost I certain didn't. there have been some slip ups though. Yeah, uh, but you're going. I'd love to find week. that out. I would never bother to ever. No, I would never bother to go through that and see. Are you ready? For yeah, yeah, start? absolutely. Go ahead. Sick. I'm actually kind of excited about this one. Um, I uh, 
I think there's been a little bit of stuff about this guy. The thing is, it's the story is old. It's like 350 years old. Okay. Everybody has the same sources. It's not kind of like, you know, some of our more contemporary stuff, you can find different stories, find different sources, find more information about it. Especially like, best example that was Soapy Smith. I found so much stuff that each little bit had that other ones didn't. Okay. This dude, everybody has the, Everybody's this got the, story. the same story. This is the same, like verbatim, basically. Um, but I'm covering the story of a Frenchman. I think we talked about how uh, the French make their words aren't suited for yeah, our mouths. No, absolutely not. Uh, so the way I looked it up, and the French say that his name is pronounced like or something like uh, that. It's T A R R A R R E, and they had like a huh sound in it. I was like, all right, yeah. So you're doing it for attention. I'm gonna just stop. I'm, I'm gonna call him Tarar. I saw a Sam O'Neill video on this guy, and he oh. called him Tarari, Tarari, and I was like, that's wrong as hell. Dude, I don't a, like that one. At got all. a Glock in my Tarari. That's all I could think about. <laughs> I really, yes, I'm not kidding. Um, yeah, so I'm going to cover the story of Tarar. All right. That's what I'm going to call him. It's easiest for me to pronounce. The French are terrible at language anyway. True. Uh, so this is a story of a man that has popped up over the years. And, but even like Sam O'Neill's video wasn't very in-depth about it. And there's there's a little bit more to it. So, um, oh yeah, so he was born near Lyon uh, around 1772 and is we don't know his actual birthday or even if it's his real name or his last name Dude, because he's yeah. just a poor person born a long time ago. They don't fucking yeah. write down everything about your life. Yeah, not at uh, all. Unless you're like president, you know, <laughs> nobody. Knows. So, um, apparently it's possible that his it was a nickname derived from the phrase for explosions. Couldn't even find out why that phrase was going around. I was like, all right, fuck it. Who cares? That's the dude's name. We're calling him Tarar. Yeah, we're just we're, uh, we're winging it here. But even at a young age, Tarar became well-known amongst his peers for being monstrously hungry. Nice. It was reported that by his teens, he was able to eat, quote, quarter of a bullock, which means one quarter of a cow. And I was like, I wish you'd be a little more specific about what you mean by that. Yeah, but that what? seems definitely a ton. Yeah. Um, and it said it said that a, a quarter of a bullock, so I assume butchered, would have weighed about as much as he did at the time. God so he damn. could eat his body weight in beef. Um Jeez. when I was reading about this, I was like, no fucking way. That would cost a goddamn fortune. And then I learned that it was around this time that his parents forced him to leave home because they could not afford to feed him. They're like, get the hell out of yeah, here. Get dude. the fuck out of our house. That's so funny. Yeah. There was a there's a short horror movie we watched a while back about a kid who just like would not stop eating. And it was very I've we watched a lot of shitty short horror films because there's not a lot of oh. good one, but it was very unsettling. It was very good and very unsettling. Kind of uh, interesting. Yeah, uh, if I Here's find it, I'll send it to you. The movie I'm gonna write it down at the end. Uh, it's called like Hungry Joe or some shit like that. I cannot remember, but it was. Ugh. So, um, I was like, it's so funny because I like I remember being a teen. And, like, I used to, uh, when I started, like, getting fit after puberty, I would go to the gym, and there was a Chipotle right next door. I'd go to there, eat Chipotle, I'd come home, and then I would eat a dinner immediately after. Like, uh, being a teenager working out, I was the hungriest person alive. Oh, yeah, and this yeah. dude, this dude, on a whole other level. Uh, so, 
what does an unemployed teen in the 18th century France do to fill his rumbly tumbly? He fucking goes outside and he hits a hoop with a stick a couple times. He does hit a hoop with a stick and he takes up a life of crime. Uh, So he takes up with what is referred to across multiple sources as a roaming band of thieves and prostitutes. That sounds like, like a badass time. I'm like, I don't really get the logistics of it. Like, are they a gang, or do they just all hang out? I I, I kind of get like an Arthur Morgan in the gang. Yeah, I vibe. feel like it's like the Dutch Vanderlyn gang. Yeah, uh, but I don't really think anybody's in charge. I don't think you can control a bunch of you know pocket 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 thieves and, and sex workers. No, sex probably workers, not. Yeah. Uh, so he stole and begged for food, which probably wasn't filling his rumbly tumbly. After a while, he catches the eye of a traveling snake oil salesman. Uh, they called him something more dignified back there, but, you know, uh, just elixirs and bullshit. Uh, he hires uh, this Tarar to be an opening act. Um, he basically stops becoming a thief to become a fraud, which I was like, God, his life is, is hard back yeah, then to make dude, an honest yeah, living. Gotta, gotta do what you gotta do, man. <laughs> Uh, so his method of drawing in a good crowd worked by just, I, I mean, this is crazy, eating. That's it. That's he's, you know, that's his skills. There it is. He ate a lot of shit. Uh, he ate, like, corks, stones, live animals. Uh, I was like, I don't really know what that has to do with his appetite, because I was like, sure, anybody could eat a cork. You know, I don't know. That's not, like, a full guy. But, uh... um, but like, anybody could eat a rock or a mouse. But he did have one trick where he ate an entire basket of apples, and I was like, that sounds more specialized. That That's does what sound I'm talking really specialized, about. yeah. And I would sit down and just watch a man eat an entire basket of apples. It doesn't get old. Uh, basically, the fucking French mukbang of the <laughs> 1700s. So, uh, apparently, he really liked snake meat and would just eat snakes live as well. Okay. I'm like, okay, All I right. guess that would impress me. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, oh, damn, like, Holy gruesome. Shit. He'd bite their head in it sometimes, but other times he'd just, like, swallow them. Uh, recognizing his potential, he moves to Paris to become his own boss as a street performer. Okay. And he's about 100 pounds, and his physical appearance is described as just outright ghastly. Uh, he has very soft, fair hair and a massive, wide mouth. Uh, four inches of clearance between his black teeth when he opened his mouth. Oh, my God, dude. Think about that. A, That's the width of your knuckles, what almost. What a terrifying man. In the back of his teeth. Um, he, his lips were described as almost invisible. So, like, just gaping maw, no semblance of humanity. Yeah, the paper cut lips. That sounds fucking horrifying. Uh, he was, when he was hungry and hadn't eaten in a while, his skin would hang loosely around his gut. And he, enough so that he could wrap the tummy skin around his waist. He what just had the enough fuck? To, yeah, and uh, his cheeks were also similarly like blown out and wrinkled. Um, and but when he ate enough food, his abdomen would abstend, distend as though he were like pregnant, and it was, his skin would be tight. Sounds uh, like a horrifying man. Nothing about oh, this. This sounds awful. Dude, no, and remember, you keep saying, "Man, this is like a seventeen-year-old right yeah, now." Yeah, that's like, true. Jesus Christ. Um, his body was hot to the touch, which you know insane i assume he has like su- like a literal fucking volcano of a yeah, metabolism what the fuck and he had a constant miasma of body odor um and the smell was like very bad people said at 20 paces you could smell them and it was Ugh. really bad at 20 paces and this was in france in the 1700s like dude everybody it, it smells bad yeah yeah and they're like dude that guy's gross jesus when, christ dude when he ate 
the smell would get worse. His eyes would get bloodshot. His cheeks would be ruddy. He would become very tired. And this is real. A visible vapor would rise from his body. Dude, I like... <sighs> <laughs> like what we don't have people like that i guess not that i know we don't have people like Dude, this right I'll get now to that, actually. i was gonna say what genes were going around the gene pool at that time that produced this specimen uh and unsurprisingly he had diarrhea constantly you but maybe surprisingly he did not gain weight or vomit very often uh he and he seemed to be kind of a like he seemed mentally sound not like insane yeah people were like he's kind of boring honestly he's just like you know uh, a guy who eats a lot he eats a lot uh, Jesus. also when he eats a lot it's like a snake eating a fucking uh. pig and you can see gas coming out of his body in 1788 he's working as a street performer when his act goes wrong and he suffers a shocking a severe intestinal obstruction how could that happen you don't say some a remarkably helpful crowd members carrying him into a hospital. I say remarkably because we know what he smells like. Yeah, uh, and they take him to a hospital and where they treat him using sophisticated and advanced medicine, which was a bunch of laxatives to make him shit a lot. There you go. Uh, he did. He shit a lot and he felt better. Done. Science. I'm a doctor. Yeah, I mean it works. <laughs> might, I mean that's that old timey medicine, baby. Opium. You'll feel. Yeah, awesome. you'll feel great. <laughs> It'll just slide right out. Actually, I guess opium makes you not poop. So yeah, it does like, make you constipated. Cocaine, cocaine makes me yeah. poop. There you go. Well, actually, I don't know if pure cocaine is supposed to. I know no. a lot of cocaine's cut with baby laxatives. Yeah, I mean, it could. I mean, there was there was someone that there was some that we both know that every time he did cocaine, he immediately had to shit, regardless if it was baby. Sure, and they had really and they had rock. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah. So maybe. Uh, um. So, uh, to demonstrate that he was feeling better at the hospital, he offered to swallow the surgeon's watch. Uh, and the, the guy was like, no. no. <laughs> I, I will cut it out. Of yeah, I... My fucking- you'll get it back. I just gotta pass it. No, I'm good. I believe you, dude. Stop. <laughs> yeah. You don't gotta uh, tell me twice. So, from like 1788 to 1792, not much is known about his next few years. Presumably, he was eating and shitting and just about anything that would fit in his horrifying nightmare maw. Nice. Um, But around 1792 is when the War of the First Coalition started. Very complicated history for Europe, but around that time, basically, France was going through a revolution that would last like 12 time or 12 years and would be like kind of three revolutions. This is the first part of it. France was going through it. They're a superpower. The rest of the regional powers, uh, which aren't like nations as we understand them, were like, absolutely not. We cannot let these filthy sans culottes have rights and economic power. Absolutely. Naturally. So the, the Dutch and the Holy Roman Empire and some papal states and like Spain and Portugal start warring with France. But then like Spain eventually joins France. European disaster. Yeah. There's a whole there's a reason European history uh is its own class by itself because it's just a such nightmare. a shit show. Um so Terrar, a budding nationalist, joined the French Revolutionary Army. He was he was down he went down with the crown. He was sick of that shit. Um predictably, the army life and rations did little to satisfy his immense hunger, so he agreed to pick up odd jobs for other soldiers for some of their food, while also literally going through trash and dung heaps for absolutely anything edible. Jesus Christ, dude. Still not enough, uh, because eventually he gets admitted to a military hospital for exhaustion, and the doctor prescribes him quadruple rations. God damn. 
I was like, kick him out of the army. Yeah, I don't. This isn't gonna work. I'm like <laughs> listening. I like the old timey medicine and stuff like that. I, uh, how they think? I'm like, how? It must be an act of God for someone to prescribe you quadruple rations in a time where they're oh, just like, fucking yes. deal with it, buddy. It's like so rational. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, I would be. I would think they'd be like, "Have you tried eating a ton of sawdust?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the I was like, "That is this guy worth four soldiers?" Though, like, are we really going to waste our money feeding this? Something tells monster? me he's not. So, still hungry with the quad rations, he goes back to eating gutter food and other patient scrap. Uh, when that doesn't work, he uh, got to the apothecary and he ate the fucking bandages. And I'm Jesus like, dude, fucking Christ, my guy! Can't put him in the front lines. He'll yeah. eat everything. Yeah, well, not at all. Anybody dies? What are you gonna do? What are they? No. Yeah, unleash him on the enemy though. Let him go eat the enemy. But you know, it's a revolution. They need every man they can get. True. Uh, he finally gets the attention of the surgeon in chief for the French Revolutionary Army, Pierre Francois Percy, which sounds like a made up French name. And they're like wait a minute what like they're one of the first people to be like whoa you're describing a very strange person yeah you know not a normal man medically trained so he's like i want to see what's going on what the fuck's what the fuck i would too to be honest if i was a medical uh, professional i'd be like oh yeah we gotta see what's going on here yeah you get your shit published oh yeah 100 percent so one time they do it on the sly by letting him they just kind of let him get to this like staffer's meal that they set out on the table they're like oh, you know set it up point him in a direction and he's like oh what's, what's going this? on over here uh and he obliterates this table by himself he eats two entire meat pies which were made for people dude you like know, a pig the mud baby and i'm not talking like a pop pie like a pie whole ass pie eats two of them four gallons of milk entire plates of grease god four gallons of milk eats an entire plate of grease a bowl of salt and falls asleep immediately his stomach stretched like a drama jesus (laughs) fucking christ dude (laughs) one time they offered him a live cat he bit into it ate every piece except for the bones although he did later vomit up the fur and skin because i guess he can't eat everything what the fuck uh, uh, I mean, the man really is half snake. He, he can unhinge his jaw. He eats animals live. He spits up the fur. He's he is a beast. Uh, I mean, that classically, like a beast. Yeah, you know? literally. I don't think he's he's a savage monster. So the this really got their attention, and at this point, they stopped experimenting. Really, just they kind of just wanted to see what he was capable of. They're not like there. this is science. They're like here's a snake. Here's yeah. a lizard. Will you eat a puppy? I would oh just my God, be, eat a puppy. Yeah, I'd just be They're throwing like, everything. Probably not, like, live animals, because that would make me feel bad, but, like, anything oh, that, like, could oh, possibly be edible. Yeah, Snakes, I'm, lizards, puppies. Yeah, and yeah. one time he ate an entire eel that he swallowed without chewing. Jesus fucking Christ. Eel! <sighs> like, cartoon shit. That is a- <laughs> bonkers, bro. Uh, so, and I'm like, this isn't experimentation. He didn't need to eat a live eel. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Guys, no, you guys are just seeing what you can get away with now. You're seven-year-olds with a Ripley's Believe It or Not experiment. Yeah, pretty uh, much. As a testament to how fucking dumb the military is, the higher-ups are like, okay, so this guy's been in the army, or the hospital long enough. We need him to be a soldier. I'm there like, you go. <laughs> he's get not going to be a soldier. Get him and his quadruple <laughs> rations back over here. Uh, one of the doctors approaches a general, and he's like, hold on, hold on, we might have something here. Check this out. Uh, and they're like, Terrar, eat this small wooden box. He's, Got it. Ah, Not an does. issue. Uh, 
Two days later, they pull the wooden box out of his shit and they open it to find a message inside, almost undamaged. They're like, "Look, what he the could fuck? smuggle. He could smuggle messages th- across enemy lines, and he could be searched, and he wouldn't have anything on it. That's an insane. He'd be amazing. That is an insane. The general's like, "Let me get the commanders together, yeah. and you show us what this Tarar is capable of." Okay, so he eats. They get him together. He eats the box. They're like, all right, nice. Here's a wheelbarrow of 30 pounds of raw bull lung and liver. And he's like, oh, uh, excellent. And he eats the entire thing in front of all of them. He eats 30 pounds of bull lung, raw bull lung and liver. What the fuck, my guy? And I'm like, everybody who watched that probably was like, I think we could be done now. Yeah, I I don't know if I can sit through that. Yeah. Five pounds in out of 30. They're like, I get it. You're going to eat more? Yeah, okay, all right. It. Someone put a curtain around him. I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> I need some earplugs. Yeah. This is horrifying. Oh, yeah, the sound of him him either chewing or lack of chewing, I can imagine, is not a good sound. I imagine it's mostly not chewing. Yeah. Um, he, so, and actually, I know he's not. I'll tell you about that later. Okay. So they agree to give it a trial run. They don't 100% trust him because he might be insane or a lit- like a real demon. Yeah. So the first mission, they put a note that just says... Hey, confirm receipt of this message. Tell us if there's anything new with the enemy. He's supposed to take it to another general. Uh, Terrar, however, is told it's very important. So he eats the box and goes through enemy territory in Prussia. Uh, he gets hungry and starts eating garbage, which local Prussians are like, that's a little odd. Yeah. They report him. He gets picked up by soldiers, and he doesn't speak German. Nice. And he's immediately arrested because it's a war. Uh, the Prussian soldiers whip the piss out of this beast, and he still won't give up the mission because he was told it's really important. And I was like, "Fucking a, that's Jesus. fucked up." Yeah, that is. Uh, and a local commander questions him and gets nothing. So uh, after a day, I'm sure that he's getting hungry, so he he just tells them what the scheme was. He's like, "All right, I ate a wooden box; it's in my body." Yeah, and uh, they're like, "Okay, here's a latrine. You fucking sit on it and shit the box out." So there's, and this part is uh, the unconfirmed two versions of what happens okay. next. Uh, the a the general finds the note and is mad as fuck about it because it says nothing, um. or. He, he eats the box again before the Prussians find it, and they never get it. Um, the old shit-covered box, eh? Wouldn't mean anything to him. Uh, yeah. Either way, they talk. They walk him to the gallows, put a noose around his neck, and take him down at the last minute and give him a proper ass-beating and send him back to the French. They're like, whatever, fuck yes. this. Fuck <laughs> out of here, dude. We scared you enough. See you later. I was like, what? Did you swap him or anything? Like, why'd you keep him? What was that about? Uh, so they give him back, you know, that's so weird. Yeah, that uh, is weird. That is very they're weird. Like this guy will actually be worse for the French to have. Yeah. Yeah. Us, yeah so. I was saying if we keep him, it's no, it's, there's no, there's no upside to keeping this man. No. So Terrar decides the military is really not for him. Um, and he goes back to the hospital to find the doctor and he's like, bro, cure me. I'm over this fucking nightmare. I mean, and it is a curse. Yeah. Beyond hell all yeah, it is. Like this sounds horrible. Um, they the guy tries he tries his goddamn best he hits him with one you know one of the most critical early medicines of the time loudenum there you go you know you need it yeah yeah i'm not sure i'm not really sure uh the logic behind how that's gonna cure hunger i feel like he's just throwing whatever he yeah i feel like he's just throwing whatever he can at him um just like i this i this cannot be a this cannot be a uh, situation that he sees every day. So he's like, I'm just going to see, throw it and see if anything sticks. 
Yeah, exactly. So he's like, whatever, take this. Take some vinegar. Take some tobacco pills. Here, eat a ton of soft-boiled eggs. Jesus. Uh, which really just makes him about... A, a doctor back then is roughly equivalent to a modern-day-and-age grandmother. Uh-huh. Like, in, like, Hungary, you know? Just a village grandma. Yeah. Uh, they try to keep him on a controlled diet. Impossible. He sn- snuck out, kept eating butcher scraps, fighting literal stray dogs for just pieces of meat off of the mud. Um, there was a few incidents also of him drinking blood from bloodlettings. Jesus uh, fucking Christ. He also ate several corpses from the morgue. Oh my God. Most doctors were like, hey, this dude is fucking bonkers. Yeah. But the surgeon's like, no, I can fix him. <laughs> and uh, that is until a baby goes missing from the hospital and everyone's like, Terrar ate it. That's where that baby went. Terrar ate the fucking God monster. And damn. He, and he gets chased out like Frankenstein's monster and does not return. Uh, four years later, the surgeon gets... Oh, also, I just love that a baby goes missing and they're like, Terrar. Right there. Yep. That Nobody it's, questions it's anything. It's the one that can fit a baby in his mouth. Yeah. Whoever that stole one. that baby had the best luck imaginable. They were, <laughs> yeah. they were like, I can't believe I got away with this. Um, so, uh, four years later, Percy Parsois, the surgeon, gets the notice of a patient who wanted to see him, Tarar. He tells Percy uh, that two years ago, he ate a gold fork, and he thinks it's stuck inside of him, Uh-oh. and it's, it's, it's hurting his guts. I was like, why'd you eat a gold fork, For my real? guy? What like, it's very pointy. Do you understand what guts look yeah, like? Yeah, why it did you do that? Hurt. Um, so Percy looks him over and he, he, he's like, you know what? I don't think this is gold fork poisoning. I think you have a touch of consumption. Um, and he actually has late stage pneumonia. Oh, uh, he's dying. Um, so he's like, I don't really think we're going to be able to fix that. Yeah. Help me Uh, out here, bud. So, um, he, Percy was like, nah, you just got it. And you're just doomed. And Terrar dies a month later of continuous diarrhea at the ripe old age of 26. And Damn. yes, it was called continuous diarrhea. That sounds, uh, this man's life just sounds bad from start to finish. At least it ended mercifully short. Yeah. Dude, I, like, no one else am I like happy that they died young. Yeah. I'm like, oh, thank Good God that means God. Curse is over. Uh, so no one wanted to dissect him because he smelled real bad, yeah. uh, especially his body version, a uh, corpse version. But Percy's like, I need answers. So he cuts this dude open, to find out what makes this man different and to see if the fork is still in there. Uh, he had a really wide gullet, it turns out super wide. And it was basically an uninterrupted massive shoot from his jaws to his stomach which is why he's able to drop whole eels straight into his stomach damn and that's he's stopping him straight into his stomach that's he's not crazy shooting. yeah that's insane his body was full of pus i don't know why uh. it was and in ulcers his stomach was it was massive it was covered in ulcers that filled his body cavity um there was no fork Spoiler. There you go. Damn. No it was Yeah, so I was like, damn, that fork went pa- through dude, you? passed through. Holy shit. Um, and, uh, let's see, no fork. Oh, they actually ended the autopsy early because his body smelled so fucking bad. That's they just couldn't crazy, dude. Back in and those this is times. this like a military surgeon general. Like, this guy, in the 1700s? Seen it all. 
The dude was standing, you know, knee deep in just cut off limbs yeah. before and gangrene and whatever. Jesus and he's like, this is disgusting. Uh, the Surgeon General was... He was well-regarded. He was a man of science. He was well-known. He documented this. Terrar's story is believed to be true. I mean, uh, modern science suggests that he had an enlarged hypothalamus, which regulates his hunger and body temp. Um, It was also thought that part of the reason he did not gain weight was he ate assloads of dirty raw meat off of the ground, and he definitely had tapeworms. Yeah. The guy had to have fuckloads of parasites. Yeah, that would make perfect sense, actually. Like it would be, it's insane that he would live to thirty. Yeah, the way I dude. Uh, weirdly enough, this is something you asked about earlier. There was another dude at the time, at the same time period, on the Prussian side, who had a similar affliction. Not bad enough to eat babies, but would eat pounds and pounds of food and never feel hungry. Like it, the, uh, he was alive at the same time as Terrar. That's weird. That's so weird. And never since then has that happened again. You that's, asked about that. Yeah, that's fucking insane. I dude. So they, you know, some believe that that points to a common environmental uh, cause behind the both of them. Yeah. Because they're like, why? Otherwise, why hasn't it happened before? Yeah, exactly. But why did it happen to them? Why? And Isn't the, that that is? Yeah, I don't. Man, that is fucking weird. That is super Isn't weird. Isn't that weird as shit? I, I was knowing that they never fucking ran into another person like that. I was like, and the only two cases. I was reading the story and I was like, oh, we'll just you know I'll find out what it is at the end. Yeah, but they were yeah. like, no, that was weird as shit Dude. that he did that. The world, um, the world it, is a weird place. It's yeah, I mean, and that's documented too, so it's not like a fucking you know myth. Yeah, that's yeah. real. That is there uh, was. Uh, this is my reminder to you to finish season three of Atlanta because there's an oh, episode right. in, in season three called Tarar, named after this. Uh, not the same story yeah, at all, yeah, but yeah. You know, it, there's an homage to it that you'll see. Um, I also wanted to address, uh, mention the movie Raw. Have you ever seen that movie? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Belgian Dutch about the veterinarian school. Yeah, Uh great movie if anyone wants to see it. That kind of reminded me a lot of that movie. Yeah, Um, I could definitely get that. Remember, she has a pretty similar kind of hunger, sort of. And then uh, this, my recommendation for the week I'm going to do now because it reminded me of the book Perfume, uh, which was this German book about us just really, he doesn't eat a lot. It's not like that. He was just so weird in their story and I, and reading Tarar made it made it it felt like the same thing like just so weird completely believable but very weird. weird it's a great book yeah and perfume's actually really famous in in Germany like it's it's like the gone girl over oh, there shit, you know okay. everybody's read it yeah I, I had mentioned it once to my Austrian friend she's like oh of course of course of that. course like, dude that's fucking bananas like for oh, that yeah that's to, Tarar for that to happen at the same time there's in, in history and then never again and like it's in the same you know it's two guys in, in a war that are fighting each other like yeah they're near each other it's not like a guy in america and a guy in fucking france it's like two dudes right I'm, what could have i'm like we need to know what ha- caused this affliction because i, I, don't I want, want to it. know so bad I do too. Yeah, but we've never figured it out. You know, I mean, wasn't his from like when he was a young kid to to you yeah. know the day he died? So I wonder if it was like something gene wise or if like 
some fucking weird or maybe parasite. Like exact combination of of uh, parasites, seventeen hundreds chemicals and medicine, and, and their parents were like got pregnant exposed to those and that you know and that's it there maybe because maybe it's some ingredient that we stopped using yeah. for something i was like and I, then the combination will never exist again i was like i feel like it has to be something specific for it to happen just to two people randomly and then yes. nobody else it's got to be something for them specific. to be that close it can't be just no way random. yeah exactly yeah. yeah that would but be yeah I, I was like what is that's I love that story. I mean, he is relentless. He never stopped eating uh, until he died, and, and that's Tarar. That's through fucking and through. horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. horrifying. And I was like, I was like, this. It sounds like a cryptid. It sounds yeah. like a curse. It sounds like a, a, a fairy tale, yeah. but it's real. Fucking horror. I mean, that's the that is the premise of that short horror film that I told you about where he, and may, I'm, they yeah. may have got the idea of it from that story. Cause like the dude yeah. doesn't stop eating and like ends, I think he ends up eating like dead bodies or something like that. I can't remember, but it's pretty much yeah. the same thing. Um, uh, so what do you got? Mine is not really, it's mine's just racist. It's not really a fun, lighthearted story. It's uh, racist people. Um, I mean, I don't know if my story was lighthearted for Tarar. Well, yeah, but, like, it's interesting. It's, like, one of those things that's, like, you're not going to believe this. This, you're, like, uh, yeah, it's America. So I believe that, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, I wanted to find a story that didn't involve a plane, ship, or war, which is kind of hard. Uh, but we also just really like war stories, so we're just naturally drawn to that. But I figured we, I'd do something different. Um, yeah, the... I don't know. I needed you to check the Insta for the dude who's been messaging us ideas. I like his ideas. Uh, he listens to the pod. I have no problem at all with his ideas. They're all war, though. Are they? And I'm like, we can't. I'm like, I want to, we but can, we can't. We'll, we'll just have to parcel them out because, like, a lot. I said that. I said we, I was like, we'll probably spread those. Yeah, out. Yeah, because I mean, it's one of those things. Is like, our 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 premise is putting people in extreme situations where they do extreme things, and you know, whatever. And a lot of that involves war because that is one of the most extreme situations you can be in. And, you know, doing yeah. doing something triumphant yeah, is crazy. Yeah, that's a great point. I was, yeah, I, was, I mean, because I, I personally, I'd be ass at war. So uh, the fact that someone can do more than is expected. Yeah, of the crazy war, shit they do. They do yeah. Um, and I was thinking about doing the gal who just got done staying in a cave for 500 days. Uh, that. thought about doing that, that but wasn't I, I don't know i'm gonna look a little more into it but uh i'm gonna be talking about the how the willingness to dig deeper and ask questions led to uncovering the history of a town wiped off the map by racial violence so in the early 1900s rosewood was a small town in a very rural part of florida it got its name from its plethora of oh, red God. cedars which were cut down to make pencils um, in 1920, the community held an estimated 26 households. According to census records, four belonged to white residents, while the remaining 22 belonged to black families, and the town's population topped out at around 100. Um, there was, yeah, very, really very... the word town, huh? Yeah, yeah, town, yeah. Quotations. Um, so there wasn't a ton of options in regards to jobs. Uh, the residents of Rosewood either farmed or they worked at the sawmill. 
And they, they worked at the sawmill in the town of Sumner, which was located around three miles away, or at a turpentine camp in Wiley. Uh, there were a few other commodity, a few other commodities in Rosewood, such as like a juke, which uh, was like a makeshift dance hall that offered alcohol and entertainment, as well as there were other smaller moonshine shops. But by 1923, the town's two main buildings were the one-room schoolhouse and a white-owned general store. Um. <laughs> Which, but not like racist white. They, they were. I know. Yeah. How, how? What are the odds? I don't know. What yeah. The odds? Uh, yeah. That's. I kind of thought the they same thing. Less than ten percent of the stores, and they or the population, and, and they, they had the general the stores. stores. Um. The I mean, they. Fuck? Yeah. I guess. I because I don't know. I wonder if they owned more stuff. Because I know they just owned the general store, but I wonder if they had other, uh, like the the makeshift moonshine, whatever they owned any of those. But, um, it's so funny too because I, I I saw a video come up on my for you page that was like leonard skinner and it was like back you know the all the members of the band were playing it was like in the 70s and it was a bunch of like white dudes in the comments being like back when america in back when this country was great and we did great things and i'm like you're only we've talked about this before but you're only saying that because you're a white guy like it yes. was not great for Just, anyone else that wasn't a white guy it was a straight white guy uh, uh it was a tweet going around on reddit but it was like this guy claiming, you know, there was a time in America where we weren't talking about race all the time. And they were like, when? What do you, yeah, and, when? And he was like, he was like 1980 to 1995. What the like, fuck what? are you talking about? Are you out of your the mind? 80s? Dude, oh my. I don't think there's ever been a time. I was American. like, you were talking about uh, race, my guy. <laughs> you. But plenty of people were, I can assure you that. That's like the OJ trial was the Boston, the Harlem Five. I don't think there's, I, I really don't think there's ever been a time. Central in, Park Five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Central Park Five. I don't think there's ever been a time in American history where race, epidemic. race has not been a huge issue. Uh, yeah, no, I, but I, I mean, like, say, I was like, you didn't hear anyone talk about crack? Yeah, in the what's 80s? wrong with you? Are you serious? Um, I almost crazy. covered. I almost covered telling on himself for being sheltered as fuck. Also true. I almost covered a dude who was, uh, who was a big drug dealer during the crack epidemic and turned his life Rick around. Ross? Yeah, Rick Ross. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Rick Ross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah all right. Not the rapper. I if you don't know, Rick Ross. Yeah, got to talk beforehand before we get started. Yeah. You've been mentioning some. I was like, "Damn, I had the same idea." Uh-huh. If you're if 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 you don't know, listeners, it's not the rapper Rick Ross. It is um, probably where Rick Ross, Who, the rapper, got his name. Ironically, from. Rick Ross was yeah, he got his name from them supposedly from being a prison guard at the prison. That oh, Rick really? Ross was that shit? But now Rick Ross, the rapper, constantly raps about selling cocaine, which I think is so fucking funny. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> fucking ridiculous um so it's no secret uh obviously at this time in america racial violence was on the rise not just in florida but across the nation um black veterans returning florida definitely in florida though yeah (laughs) Yeah. definitely in florida um black veterans returning from world war home from world war one expected to be treated with respect and dignity instead uh they encountered a resurgence in the fucking uh kusuk's clan uh, so racial violence was so bad in America at this time that the summer of 1919 was known as, quote, the Red Summer. Massacres were happening all over the country, just 100 miles southeast of Rosewood on the town in the town of, I think it's Osio, Osoe, I think. Uh, a massacre occurred after a black man had tried to vote, and a year later, the Tulsa Race Massacre took place, which killed as many as 300 people in Greenwood, Oklahoma. Dude, still to this day... 
the depiction of the Tulsa race massacre in the beginning of Watchmen is like one it is fucking like make you it's uncomfortable. Insane. It's a really good uh, depiction of what fucking happened. And it's like, goddamn, it uh, makes your they were bombing people with bombing airplanes. people with airplanes. Yeah, it makes your fucking heart hurt, man. Also crazy. Uh, there was a time in, in America where a man could have his own airplane and bomb people with it. Drop wow. dynamite out of it. Yeah. And wow. no repercussions can... at all. Whoa! Fucking There's, Looney Tunes. Back when America was America. Yeah, back and when America. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, so, uh, yeah, three hundred people in Greenwood, Oklahoma. So, on January first, nineteen twenty-three, in the town of Sumner, uh, Fanny Taylor, a married white woman, claimed that a black man had attacked her before fleeing into the swamps. Um, no. So, the uh, the swamps, baby. So, the later conclusion was that this bitch was lying, and it was speculated that she had been assaulted by her uh, fucking side piece, who was a white dude, and then she made up the story to hide the affair from her husband. So, so similar to that woman who made up that story about Emmett Till uh and just died without ever fucking sounds. I I was about to say, sounds familiar, yeah. Um, Sounds about white. (laughs) Sounds about white. So, uh, lying and then basically trying to cover up her affair regardless of what the conclusion was though when the incident happened this racist fucking the racist bitch boys of sumner were whipped up into a frenzy and demanded that something be done which resulted in a deputy phoning sheriff bob walker and calling him to sumner from a nearby county so this sheriff with the aid for yeah fucking good old bob walker jesus (laughs) christ so this sheriff, with the aid of a uh, tracking dog, starts tracking the scent of whoever attacked this lady. He's also accompanied by a large group of flower fleas, or white men, whatever. The trail leads from the woman's backyard to the railroad tracks and into Rosewood, and from there it takes him to an empty house with an unlocked front door. Uh, and then from there it goes out the back door, and then the scent just seems to disappear. They speculated that whoever did it had hopped on the back of a passing wagon and continued his escape that way. Uh, they even brought in another pair of bloodhounds from the state prison uh, to try to find uh, you know, the rest of the scent, but they couldn't find anything else. Um, the sheriff, along with his group of fucking Jackie Crackies, did the owner, uh, finds the owner of an empty house, or I'm sorry, the empty house, uh, is a black man by the name of Aaron Carrier, who was a World War One veteran, and at the time he was at his mother's house recovering from an unnamed illness, and they drag him outside and begin threatening to lynch him if he doesn't fess up. So, the sheriff, while this is happening, he's fessing up to a crime that will yeah, certainly get him yeah, killed. Yeah, he's, either way, he's pretty much gonna die. They're just uh, saying, we're here to kill you yeah. tonight. Um, so the sheriff, the sheriff looks around at this fucking Sunday church crowd he brought with him and is like, huh, they're getting pretty violent. Maybe bringing a fucking group of racist marshmallow fellows with me wasn't the brightest idea. So he, you you would, wow. I mean, honestly, it's. He's like, this is kind of getting yeah, away from this, me. Yeah, this is, getting, this is getting a little out of hand. I did not expect this to happen. He's like, wait, are you guys mad because he's black? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, um, I, uh, oh my. I thought we were here to solve a crime. <laughs> um, 
So he ends up taking Carrier to jail in the next county before the old posse that he had formed did something drastic. Uh, he also arranged to put Carrier's wife on a train out of the town in fear that the mob would target her as well. So honestly, this which was surprising. Doing he He's is doing his, his job. job, but also don't bring a fucking posse of white racist guys to uh, an all black I mean, county. If you're bringing any guys, the, any white guys in Florida in the 1900s, yeah. you're bringing all that's racists. true. That is you, you know, barely stand a chance. Yeah. Unless, fact, unless if anybody the wasn't, own, you'd be like, no way. Yeah, that's really? crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless it's the uh, uh, unless it's the owner of the general store of Rosewood, because they were not racist. Yeah, um, true. Funny story about like being like finding. I, had a, I don't know how this correlates in my brain, but like finding a non-racist dude back in the time, and you're like, oh, really? When I was in hair school, I was like the only straight passing guy, and we got this new guy uh, that started a little bit after me, and we were hanging out, and you know, I to not profile, but he didn't really. Again, he was straight passing. He didn't get off the give off the vibe that he was a gay dude or anything like that. Not that that really matters, but. Uh, uh, I asked him, I was like, so you're straight, right? And he was like, oh, no, I'm gay. And I got kind of thrown off by it because I felt like a dick. But I was like, hell yeah, high five, and then high five because <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I was like, hell yeah. I was like, I shouldn't, I guess I shouldn't assume things because people it's assume like, that what I'm. What are we doing? Yeah, I was like, oops, <laughs> I feel like an asshole, but I, I shouldn't assume things because people assume that I'm, you know, straight when I'm not. But uh, um, so, where was I? He arranges to put uh, the man's wife on a train so the mob would not target her as well. Uh, so the good old Powder Rangers didn't get the bloodshed that they desperately wanted. And if there's anything we know about dumb white folk, it's that when they don't get their way, they make it everybody's fucking problem. So God, do they? Yes, they do. So uh, later that day, after some much needed drinking and cranking each other's hogs about how they got to get to the bottom of this, uh, they come across a black man by the name of Sam Carter who is using his wagon to haul turpentine barrels and this group of fucking dimly lit light bulbs just up and assume that he has a hand in helping the attacker escape. So they tie a rope. What? Yeah. The, just a guy? Full on? Okay. Because they, they, they... I was like, how is this guy getting roped into they, the story? They, oh, completely Yeah, randomly. they surmise that since they thought that the attacker jumped on the back of a wagon and that's why his trail went no... That guy owns ended. a wagon. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so... They tie a rope around his neck and begin torturing him into telling them where the attacker had gone, which obviously Sam Carter has nothing to do with this person who attacked this fucking lion ass white lady. So he's, you know, he's like, oh, shit, what do I do? So Sam being scared for his life, he promises to tell the mob of unseasoned chicken where the future fugitive had run off to and hopes that it would save his life. He led them into multiple places, but when the dogs failed to pick up a scent at each location, an impatient drunk man by the name of Bryant Hudson uh, shot Carter point blank with a shotgun, uh, which would be the first fatality of the week. Um, so... The death of Brian Carter, uh, I guess, satisfied their bloodlust for the time being, uh, and the old vanilla villagers went home to their fucking cousin wives. So... Tuesday, January 2nd, and Wednesday, January 3rd were quiet, but rumors began to circulate, and on the evening of thur Thursday of the 4th, a group of 5 to 15 cream cheese confederates said to hell with the sheriff and oh, headed off to Rosewood. I'm whipping them out, dude, let me tell you. Yeah, that might have been the last one, I can't promise, though. Um, you don't have a Meal Team 6 in there? Meal Team 6? No, I didn't, throw, I didn't throw a Meal Team 6 in there. That's a good one, I should have, though. 
Um, like that one. So, or Y'all Qaeda. Yeah, Y'all Qaeda. I love that one. That's one of my favorites. Um, so they said to hell with the sheriff and they headed up to Rosewood. So uh, the group was led by a former deputy who had been recently fired due to spending too much time at the juke, uh, uh, you know, drinking and dancing. And also led by a lumberjack who had been nicknamed Boots because of his love to kick people. Undoubtedly, they had their top minds at the head of the table, leading this expedition, dude. Yeah. (laughs) So um, the Garlic Goblins marched to the home of Sarah Carter, a black woman who uh, did various jobs for the white families of Sumner. Um, Sarah Carrier, I'm sorry, I don't know if I said Carter. Uh, Sarah Carrier. So. Miss Carrier was using her home as a refuge for women and children um, because rumors had been circulating that there was going to be some kind of re- retaliation or something. So the people retaliation. of for yeah exactly yeah, for fucking like, nothing. So the people you guys of Rosewood, the random guy. Yeah, so people of Rosewood were kind of getting geared up to to hide or have to fight. So uh, Sarah's grandniece uh, Langley stated her aunt had advised the neighbors to hide with her because quote. These crackers look like they're going to raise sand up here. They're going to come back here and try to kill us tonight. Um, so the honky hellions. That's a lady who grew up with white people. Oh, yeah. She's oh, like, yeah. Oh, she knows. She already look. knows. Yeah. He got to go. Got that white rage in his eyes. Um, so <laughs> It's true. <laughs> it is, yeah. So the old fucking honky hellions demanded the people in the house come out, but you said that was your last. I one. thought it There's was. There, there might be a, there might be a few more in here. I'm not. I don't know to be honest. Um, so they demand the people in the house come out, but they pretty much were like, no, because why the fuck would we do that? Uh, among the individuals inside the house was Sarah's adult son Sylvester, who was armed for protection. So. The oh uh, yeah nope here's another one so the uh, <laughs> the ex deputy leading these ivory imps walks up to the porch <laughs> where he um, is attacked by a small dog it is believed that the first shots fired were most likely from the deputy shooting the dog and after he does that he fires a fatal shot through the window at Sarah um oh my god oh wait so, isn't that like exactly how the Branch Davidian thing went down shooting at dogs. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Dude, cops are so scared of dogs. I don't know. What, yeah, dude, they are fucking... They're so afraid of it. As a little dog, too. It's horrified never, by they're dogs. Never be, they're never being even, like, fully attacked. Yeah, it's just they start so barking. of a dog barking, and they're just, like, blasted. Yeah, blasted immediately. Um, so the hueless honkies began firing their guns, causing the surrounding residents of Rosewood to go running for their lives. Some fled into the woods. Others were given refuge in the two-story home of the white shopkeeper, white shopkeeper, John Wright. Others, yeah, others ran to the mill where the supervisor stashed them amongst the sacks of lumber and a juke employee sheltered some as well. Um, Jesus, everybody was stashed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, at the carrier home, a young boy who had been peering out of a window was injured by a shot that shattered the window and took uh, one of his eyes. Um, I knew that dude, was going to yeah, happen. Oh, yeah. So, I knew it was his eye. So, <laughs> I got to be honest, a lot of these people are fucking quick shooting oh, drama grass. Uh-huh. You're like, you're like, he shot the dog and then killed someone through a window. I'm like, holy shit. Just shoot indiscriminately. Like a revolver. Yeah. You know, like, that's crazy. I, I would, I, I would, uh, I guess I would uh, attribute some of it to luck for him to just shoot a dog action. and then just shoot into the house, which ultimately struck Sarah. Unless she was standing at the window, I don't know. It didn't really specify. 
Um, so Langley, who is then nine years old, ventured downstairs and sees Sylvester crouched uh, in the hallway by a firewood bin. He sees her and he pulls her back into the shadows with him saying, quote, come here, let me save you. And as they sat there in the shadows, Sylvester leans his pump action shotgun on her shoulder to steady his aim, which uh, I he's thought was, young. yeah, yeah, I, he's an yeah, adult. Yeah, he probably could hold it. Oh, well, like, no, right? he's an adult. He's an adult son. I don't know why he did that. Why is he doing this? That's what I was thinking, too, because I was like, bro, her ears are not going to like that at all. She's a like, child. I am, I'm like, it's a shotgun. You're at the ranges. You're using that. You're gonna you're be fine. Yeah. Your accuracy. I don't know, right. but that's what happens. So Look, it's cooler that it's a family thing. Everybody's yeah. There involved. you go. Yeah. Exactly. Shotguns Every, is crew served weapons. Everyone's helping. Um. So he leans his pump action shotgun against her shoulder to steady his aim, and he's got it pointed at the door. So moments later, the door gets kicked open by the ex deputy leader who was promptly blown the fuck off the porch by a fatal spread of buckshot. Yeah, get wrecked, scrub. Um, The second-in-command, good old Boots, attempts to enter the house after the ex-deputy has been cut down and quickly fucked around and found out as he was also given a fatal dose of buckshot. Uh, (laughs) Fucking get wrecked, scrub. He watches one dude get ripped in half. I'm going to go in there. Yeah, (laughs) He just didn't do it right. Yeah, you didn't didn't enter the door correctly. So... (laughs) Um, I'll kick him. Yeah, yeah I that's I got my big. I got my. I'm boots, I'm boots you know? McGee. I got my kicking boots on today. So um, after Boots is killed, a third man attempts to enter. Uh, does he? That he does, but unfortunately, <laughs> he was not killed. He was only wounded by Sylvester. Um, Sylvester then orders Langley to go back the upstairs. Fourth guy's like, "Well, he can't have four shells. <laughs> yeah, he in can't have gun. four shells in there, dude." <laughs> <laughs> um. So he orders Langley to go back upstairs, and he ends up escaping out the back door. So after he's got a fucking porch full of dead white. Yeah, he's got to go. He's got to leave. Got to leave. Um. So after Sylvester has made his escape, one of the other boys who was hiding upstairs leads all the children downstairs and out of the house. They join the other group of Rosewood residents and headed for the town of Wiley, leaving Rosewood largely empty. Soon. Dozens of armed, angry uh, white men flood the town. They like, where do we direct our rage now? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, so they flood into the town, and they're swarming in from surrounding areas. They made their way through Rosewood, killing anyone who hadn't left, mostly, which was mostly people who were sick and couldn't get out of their homes. Um, and then the group also tracked down Sylvester and murdered him as well. Um, so... God damn. Yeah, fucking brutal. Um, so the mob begins torching empty houses, and by Sunday, January 7th, they had burned nearly everything in the town except for the Wright's house, which uh, remains the only structure left standing in what used to be Rosewood. Um, a month late after the massacre, um, the massacre, a prosecutor convened a grand jury investigation into what happened, and the grand jury concluded uh, after one whole day of working that uh, there were no eyewitnesses, so there's nothing we can do about it, and these fucking shitty piss babies got away with it. Obviously, because it's fucking a bunch of white people back in the 20s. Um, so the surviving members... Like yeah, and it's Yeah, it's still like that. Not much has changed. That's believable. Uh-huh. So the surviving members of Rose, the Rosewood Massacre were too scared to testify, obviously, completely understandable, 
Uh, even years after the massacre, uh, Wright, the white shopkeeper, contacted several former residents to encourage them to return to Rosewood, which had been turned into a ghost town, essentially. Uh, they weren't too interested in doing that. They didn't really want to return to a place full of horrific memories. Again, understandable. Some survivors even went as far as to change their names due to the fear that they'd be tracked down by vigilantes. So, and just like that, yeah, just like that, Rosewood, its community and its history had been fucking wiped off the map. Um, only Same. to be remembered as a traumatic event that the survivors never spoke about. Um, so now we go to 1982 when a white newspaper reporter by the name of Gary Moore starts asking questions in the nearby town of Cedar Key. Now, Moore had shown up to Cedar Key to write a feature story about, like, fucking gator hunting or something similar to that. Um, and as he was talking to uh, the locals, a woman let slip that Cedar Key was an all-white town. And when he had, when he had asked her why that was she refused to talk about it and instead sent him to an avid local historian so the two made small talk uh him and this historian uh and more asked this white lady why cedar key had no black residents he said that she immediately dropped her pleasant tone and narrowed her eyes and snapped at him snapped at him saying i know what you're digging for you're trying to get me to talk about uh that about that massacre um, <laughs> you're like he's like well i i was not yeah but, but i mean i am now now that you've let it slip let's hear it i'll never let i'll never tell you about <laughs> when all of the white residents killed all of the black residents <laughs> in our town a hundred years ago um, never so he eventually is able to pull uh, an exaggerated version of the story out of her, and he follows her directions and drives. I wonder what. I wonder how she made that story. I am so fall. curious. I like, of, of, how could yeah, she have done that? I am so curious as what the exaggerated but version then all of that of was. Ran out of their yeah. houses and lit them on yeah. fire. Ran out of their left. houses and it caused us to have to light their houses on fire. It's their fault. So he ends up following her directions. And he drives to the scene of the massacre, where there were a few trailer homes occupied by white residents, but nothing else. Excuse me. Um, they told them that they, and like he talked to those people as well, and they said that they had maybe kind of heard something about Rosewood, but they didn't really know anything about it. So, um, Moore is pretty much stunned uh, at the fact that an entire community just vanishes, and nobody knows anything about it. There's no reports about it. He's never heard about it. Like, how can an entire town of people just fucking be murdered and drove out of their homes and nobody knows anything about it? So, um, and everyone he talked to was kind of reluctant to tell him about it as well, which seemed super sus. Um, or they didn't know shit about it. So he drives 45 miles to dig through the historical records at the University of Florida in, uh, in Gainesville. And when he arrives, even the librarians assured him that no such event had ever occurred in Florida's history. They had never heard about it. So he's like, all right, I'm going to do some digging, though, uh, myself. So he keeps digging and digging. He doesn't find a single thing about Rosewood or its residents, uh, but that doesn't deter him. He continues on his search. And finally, he finds a single brief mention of it in the Florida Historical Quarterly, which leads him to check newspapers from 1923. And in those papers, he finds a fucking treasure trove of information. So the, okay. the massacre itself was in the newspapers all over the country. But... Uh, 
you know, in the 1980s, there were very few of these stories archived and readily available outside of a very small group of libraries. Another problem was that, uh, as to why Rosewood wasn't more common knowledge today, was that the story that had been told to the outside world came from the Associated Press Wire and was written by a white Gainesville reporter who depicted the events solely from the white standpoint. His version of the events was grossly far from the truth. He wrote that the racist piece of shit ex-deputy who is leading this angry group of fucking chalk children was a sworn officer of the law and had just been making peaceful rounds in search of the clues of the January 1st attacker. attacker. Uh, and then it somehow spiraled out of control. He, he was killed on a front porch and it's not their fault. They didn't burn. They didn't murder people and burn this town to the ground. They I'm had to do. Like, where did the burning the houses? Yeah. How could I, you I wonder, I wonder that? if they didn't even report that. I wouldn't surprise me if they just, they did There's not never put that in the paper. There. Yeah. The, yeah. The, there is no war in bossing. Say there have been yeah. no houses here. I've um, always been at war with Asia. So, Moore tracks down some of the survivors and he puts together a captivating story for the St. Petersburg Times Sunday Magazine. So from here, he goes even a couple steps further and he contacts producers at the CBS program 60 Minutes and he persuades them to hire him so he could track down more survivors. And in 1983, uh, the segment airs on TV, bringing the history of Rosewood to national attention. Oh, yeah. In 1992, hold on. In 1992, survivors filed a legal claim against the state, arguing that local and state officials, including then-Governor Kerry Hardy, had failed to protect Rosewood's residents and their property, and in response, the state assigned university officials to put together a full report and hired Moore to write up a summary. The claim and the report sparked an effort in Florida legislators to repay the survivors, and in 1994, Florida legislators, citing the need to, quote, uh, citing the need for, quote, equity, justice, fairness, and healing, approved issuing checks of up to 150000 each to the nine people who could prove that they had lived in Rosewood in 1923, and the state also set up a scholarship for survivors' descendants. The Rosewood reparation... Florida did? Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow! Yeah, crazy, right? What year did th is this part happen? Th this was 94. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is not back in the day. Yeah. This Before was, things were yeah. so fucking. Well, I mean, not even. Dude, 2020 Florida doing that? Yeah. The craziest of, shit yeah, I've ever heard of in my of their life. Mind. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. I hard agree. So uh, they set up a scholarship for the survivors' descendants. The Rosewood reparations marked the first time any state had paid money to black Americans for, his, for a historic incident involving racial injustice. In 2004, Florida officials placed a historical marker at the site where Rosewood once stood to memorialize the massacre and what happened there and the residents of Rosewood. Um, unfortunately, according to Gary Moore, the marker is frequently vandalized because people fucking suck. Uh, so shout out to Gary Moore, who was relentless in his search for finding out what happened to yeah. Rosewood and its residents and continued Sick. that tempo when bringing the atrocities that took place in Rosewood to national attention. Um, and that is Dude, the story the, of the, the Rosewood What's Master. crazy is the people who didn't do it, who like still work to cover it up or deny yeah, it. it. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? What? What the fuck? Don't own that. I mean, because because covering it up means ultimately like that's a pretty open admission that they would do the same. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They want to do that. Um, they support the actions. Of uh huh. It, you know? And and like, 
it's they support either support the actions or it's like oh they're stuck they have that mindset of like that was a long time ago and and things were different back then it's like it doesn't fucking matter it's still history yeah uh, a bunch of people from your area still mur- probably some of your fucking great grandfathers or some shit uh massacred uh you know a, a town full of people um excuse me it's still something that needs to be talked about and you shouldn't be complicit in fucking just not ever talking about it and when anyone asks about it telling them to fuck off basically yeah that's that is pretty crazy that's um a grim and realistic story yeah it is it is very fucking grim but at least some news came out you know it didn't just disappear forever Uh uh-huh it something happened and some you know some uh positive outcomes came from gary moore uncovering everything there's definitely some massacre survivors that would be interesting to cover but i don't know if i want to yeah it's pretty gruesome it is uh it is pretty gruesome and it's like you know obviously we we, there's not any silly massacres for us to reference not a silly massacre (laughs) as far as the eye can see not a single silly massacre we've tried so Um, many variations and still not one silly one yeah not a single one um yeah i think uh, you know we're obviously trying to go for more like you know interesting and wacky fucking people who just wouldn't give up stuff like that uh but i think it's still good to you know spread a fucking tragedy that needs to be brought to more people's attention in in and around this season but yeah it's fucking crazy dude i i'm just like the people who survive that like i don't know I'm like, I move into a, a, a whole only black neighborhood and I would never speak to a white Dude, person Dude, yeah, again. fuck no. Absolutely not. I, I'm, I'm just either. like, how? Do, where do you go? I don't know what to do. Like, America would... America already kind of feels hostile to me. Yeah. And I'm not yeah, even Not a person of color at all. Food chain here, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I um, agree. I mean, how do you even like uh, the trauma how you, of... Uh, how do you have a life? I'm yeah. like, I'm going to Mexico. Fuck yeah, I'm this. not yeah. going to be here ever again. I, I don't understand how you continue... I don't know, I guess people go through traumatic shit and still continue on living, but still, like, I would be fucking uh, a mess of... Especially a mess of PTSD and anxiety, especially in a time where mental illness and stuff like that wasn't uh there was no treatment it was called for being it. a pussy yeah it's called being a pussy exactly yeah. so uh, i thought you hit the air horn oh no <laughs> air horn for being a pussy <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah man fucking crazy dude that is crazy Bonkers. that's a good one though. it is a good one i uh, i was gonna do i was gonna do because my other idea was to do a fucking... I was going to do the White Rose um, resistance group from World uh-huh. War II, or... Oh, I know. I was thinking about covering Vidal Sassoon, the uh, um, hairstylist that revolutionized the hair haircutting, but also beat the shit out of Nazis in his free time. Um, uh, one of those most two. of those are about fighting nazis yeah exactly um, that's why i was like I my rose resistance would be a good one honestly. it would be a really good one i uh yeah we gotta spread out our world war ii that's stuff, what I, I was thinking too i was like we a lot did, of other wars yeah you know but world war ii it's just it's I'm just doing that, the french into china wars that's it's what got I'm so doing. much world war ii just has so much shit in it that's fucking i mean it was bananas. the best inter- like overlap of documentation and things happening that is true uh, yeah 
like World War One has a lot of stuff, but almost everybody who saw it died yeah. immediately. Uh, yeah, so is you know the, we didn't have as much shit, and we didn't have a lot of battlefield reporters and like imperial yeah. s- rebellion yeah. suppressions. You know, <laughs> we don't know. You don't say. <laughs> Not a, yeah. lot of, not a lot of battlefield reporters going around out around those times. No, no, um, there were not. Uh, I guess my recommendation would be watch ICU. Um, I'm gonna. I want to watch check it. That it's out. good. Yeah, it's I got really it on the good. List. It is. Uh, Mine is the book Perfume. Oh uh, wait, let me, I meant to look that up. Who wrote that? It was yeah. It's called Perfume: The Story of a Murderer by Patrick Suskind. Perfume. It's German. It's all about scent. The whole book is about scent. I don't know. It's it's a beautiful book. It's very well written. It's very interesting, but it's also super creepy and weird. It, it awesome. Was there a movie made after it? There was, and oh, okay. I think it's I think it's supposed to be pretty good. I still haven't seen it. It's got a 59 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, eighty seven percent like this movie. The more I like a book, the less likely I am to watch the movie. That's later. fair. I get that. If, if I have happened to watch one before, or read the book before, I'm like ah. I don't want to see it. I understand that. Um, but uh, yeah, y- y- anything else you want to add? Nope. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next oh, week. Follow the Insta. Yeah, follow the yeah. Insta, Snacks Packs podcast. Packs podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Um, if you have anything you want to say to us, just send us some mail. Yeah, you send can... us ideas. We've been getting uh, messages uh, about the latest episodes from users, which is cool. I don't remember if you guys message us. Tell us if you want us to mention your name. Otherwise, we will not as a default. Yeah. But we have been getting a lot of good ones from active people and stuff. Which is uh, great. We love hearing yeah, from Yeah, it's y'all. awesome. Plus that hilarious meme that my buddy... Oh, yeah, that's really good. I need, <laughs> I, need to, I need to share that to my fucking story. That was so funny. That. Uh, but yeah, send us mail. You can do that. Uh, you can just DM the Instagram or you can send it to snackspacksmail at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, let us know if you want to leave your name out or what, but we will read it on air if you would like us to. But uh, we'll see you guys next week. Be safe, be kind, be kind to yourself. Love you so much. Bye-bye.